Um, welcome to another episode of Exploring Our Podcast, um, Florida International University Student Podcast for Creative um, Curious. I'm your host, Juan Aldana. I am delight- delighted to have Louisa Coupler and Caitlin Mora. Perfect. Welcome to Exploring Our Podcast. Um, Today we wanted to talk about the Pittsburgh, uh, the color of Pittsburgh, and uh, it happened in um, like I said, it was in 1858 when Alexander Calder's mobile Pittsburgh was donated by a private collector to Alameda County, Pennsylvania for installation in the Greater Pittsburgh International Airport. The mobile was originally black and white, but when it was installed, it was painted green and gold. The official colors of Alameda County. Calder protested, but the work was not restored to black and white during his lifetime. Having already relinquished ownership of the work when it was sold to the collector, did Calendar, as the creator of the work, still have a right to insist that it was not to be altered, even if he did not? Was it wrong for Alameda County to alter the artwork against his wishes? Could we say that the artwork itself had no right to be altered regardless of whatever rights Calder or Atlantic County might have had? So first, I wanted to talk, we wanted to uh, clear up just talk about the history of Pittsburgh because this uh, occurred in Pittsburgh and um, Pittsburgh was founded in 1758 as a city in western Pennsylvania and it gained a lot of popularity because it was like like they um, gave it the nicknames as a steel city and the smoke city because its prominence in the steel industry and um, and Basically, Pittsburgh's steel industry played a vital role in supplying steel for infrastructure projects across the country. So in all of U.S., it just helped out with the steel production. And um, But now, in more recent decades, Pittsburgh also transitioned into a more diversified economy. And it's also more centered around healthcare, technology, education, and so on. And it's not just, just known for their... Uh, steel industry and as of today has a lot of renowned university and institutions such as the university of pittsburgh and the carnegie mellon university and they contribute to the city's reputation as a like innovative kind of city as of today and uh yeah it used to be spelled pittsburgh but now it's spelled pittsburgh and it's yeah it's located in the west kind of the western area of Pennsylvania in the United States. And now I wanted to talk about who was Alexander Calder because he is kind of like the main um, part of the case study that we're talking about. So he was an American artist and he was best known for his innovative sculptures and mobiles and um, when you actually look at the pictures, it's very interesting to see them because these, uh, their mobiles, they're typically moved and they're just not supposed to be a standard base or pedestrian. And um, these sculptures that he made were very um, intricate and he mastered his way of making these sculptures. 
and um, he often works with simple organic shapes and vibrant colors, and he drew inspiration from natural forms, animals, the circus, infusing his creations with a sense of whimsy and joy. That's when you look at his pictures, you can see that it has a lot of color in his different sculptures. And um, he used to, he initially studied mechanical engineering, but his artistic inclination led him to pursue a career in art. And I also wanted to mention that his dad was actually also um, a um, a sculptor, I think. Yeah. And um, he, maybe that also wanted, that's why he also wanted to be maybe more like his dad in the end, even though he did study mechanical engineering. And um, I think his whole family was like, kind of like an artistic family. And um, yeah, he was born in uh, Lawton in Pennsylvania. And I think he lived there for almost his whole life while he created these specific uh mobiles and he also but even though he created the mobiles he also created a wide range of other artworks including stables which are like stationary sculptures wire sculptures paintings and drawings and he explored various materials and styles during his career and he always maintained a sense of playfulness and experimentation as he pursued his um love for art okay so i just wanted to talk about Allegheny county because it is um kind of where um alexander calter's mobile was sent to and donated to so Allegheny county is a county and it's located in pennsylvania the southwest of pennsylvania and it basically encompasses Pittsburgh. Um, it's a county that's known for its vibrant neighborhoods. And um, it has a variety of cultural institutions. So, yeah, this is basically the county where the private collector um, kind of got the artwork. So um, the next other points that we did in our discussion would be the Pittsburgh International Airport Art Collection, which out of interest, I found out that it's not just an airport, but it also has remarkable art collections, sculptures, paintings, uh, murals, installations. Like it, It's not just the airport. I just, through it, I also found out, interesting enough, that the, the airport cultural program, which is also known as the arts and culture, also has a program then that provides the public with a deeper understanding of the importance of the of the arts. So this is an interesting part because back in chapter in chapter five, we talked we were talking about historical value and we also talked about economical value. And this airport offers the historical value of the of the arts mobiles, which interesting enough, it's um it's a black metal rods with disc that were sculpture in an engineer way that with the air currents it helps move the art so this beautiful piece was um it didn't just change the idea of sculpture at the time but it also shaped the artwork and they put it in the airport because the airport also has not just for our dear alexander calder but also allows other artists from like 
from from to this day to show their artwork in the airport so when people come in one of the ideologies that this airport had is when people come in they also feel you know they feel welcome part of the culture part of what's going on the arts everything that you get a pre-image of what you're going to see in pittsburgh but also the interesting part is that like it also had economical value because they also the idea of to put like this artwork in there it was also to improve ticketing um to differentiate the baggage claims security checkpoints so it didn't just add the economic and historical value but it also wanted to bring more people and make their report feel a little bit different so when people come in they're able to experience like wow like this is what postbrook is going to be about this is the history of it Okay, so Calder Mobiles were basically um, sculptures created by Alexander Calder. And they're um, kinetic, and they basically moved with air um, by the air movement. Um, he kind of got inspired by this because he was an engineer, and he pursued mechanical engineering. So that's one of the reasons why he was very into kinetic sculptures and kinetic art um they took shapes very irregular shapes such as discs and they were basically put together um to kind of move a certain way and yeah and lastly as one of um last of our notes of the research our collection collector and ownership those actually um some pretty interesting facts that I found out about when you get to the art of with the art of the field of art is that like or technically when you when you make an art a sculpture or piece or when it comes to creating an art the artist at the at the artist at the beginning holds the physical and the in the physical and the intellectual property rights of the work so pretty much is you know if I, if I'm the artist and I'll, and I'll sell the art to someone, my neighbor, my cousin, or family member, or like this case to the institution of the arts and cultures in the airport, um, technically speaking, the intellectual rights are still of the artist, but then the uh, physical property will be of them. So technically, they can alter the work be- without my consent or without me giving out all my rights from the very beginning. So I thought that was pretty in- that was pretty interesting. Um, of it, all all the things that I also learned from it were like the how the purpose of collectors and like the what do they collect and what do they look for. And most of these collectors actually, like we like we spoke in in previous notes, that they are looking for the historical value of it. And most of these um most of these um organizations or private organizations look for artists on art that have to do where they're from to add it to their collection. So the fact that they got, he was, um Alexander Carter was from Pittsburgh. He curved the mobiles. Also would draw the attentions of the culture when you land in the airport. So I thought that was pretty um, fascinating because you get to see the heritage culture, the social movements of when you go to the airport and usually collectors have similar backgrounds, similar values that they tend to look out for these type of pieces. And, I thought it was pretty interesting because like we spoke about with the the airport, the airport's culture program, the arts and culture, it does collect art from from different artists that have to do with the same place and they just put it together to showcase like 
you know, like the entrance of it, like welcome to Pittsburgh, welcome over here. Like this is what we have, this is our values, this is where we come from, this is our history throughout art. And I think that's pretty fascinating. And in at to add on top of it, I also learned that like I was spoke, you can't really alter the art unless unless the artist itself gives you the um copyrights permission, but it's illegal to copy it, to republish it, to sell it. Um also like I learned also through the um the right to protection from destruction movement that a person cannot modify, destroy the art without the permission of the artist. And I thought that was pretty cool. From the following instructions, um, we're gonna go during the during the podcast. So to read it um from my teammates to acknowledge and understand, um, with this case study, we're in order to have a clear. I'm gonna start in order to have a clear and a, a focused podcast. It is crucial for all members of the group to read and comprehend the assigned case study before co um commencing the group discussion. The group host should ensure they read the case study before to guide the discussion and ensure that the audience knows that they will be discussing. If the case study is lengthy, the host can summarize it, but it is crucial to capture the main idea. Failure to follow the guidelines may result in the deduction of three points. All right, so now we wanted to go into like the case study and because we have all of the information that we need. And um, so this is actually quite interesting because um, even though like he sold the rights of it to uh, the Allegheny County and um, they then changed it and because it was originally black and white, but when they saw they painted it green and gold. And um, I can see why they did this is because in the international airport, when you look at some of the art collections that is actually in the airport, you can see that it's like more colorful, which is why I would understand why they did it. But um, I still think if I was him in that situation and my artwork got auctioned off, I would not like it if people would like alter it or change it. But then yet again, it's like it technically it's like not your right anymore so you can't really do much about it except what he did is that he uh protested against it because he didn't um think that it was right for them to change it and which is why he wanted to restore it to black and white but he did not do that and um yeah i don't know i think it's difficult to see what is right or wrong in this situation because um what is ethically or morally wrong can be different than what is like statistically wrong i would say yeah because i think that like morally it definitely was wrong because he was the creator of the work um but then again like you said he kind of relinquished the ownership he didn't have any he wasn't the owner of the work anymore so yeah he didn't really have much of a say as to what happened to it you know yeah but yeah morally it was wrong but then again it kind of goes both ways not true um i agree with both statements because you know at, at least with the values you know aries um from our understanding 
so um, every social group, you know, has a real its own standards. What is acceptable, what is not, what is right, and what's not, depending also on the culture or when he sold the painting. But um, obviously, like because of the airport and everything, like who sold it, the organization he sold it to. I think, he, I mean, in a perspective, it was wrong. I mean, I understood like like what what Lisa said, like the colors and the culture, trying to make it part of the culture be like hey this is what we're all about you know this is welcome to pennsylvania welcome to pittsburgh this is who we are and this is the art that represents us but at the same time um also like to like respecting him is that you know he that was his artwork he had a different um ideology of what it was to him and i felt like that was also um unnecessary to be to change that because if the airport you know, is like trying to have this idea of like we welcome our welcome history history value we also add an economical value i feel like the values also ethical values should have been added to it because also like it's also respecting the artist itself because you know i'm pretty sure like his principles of designs when he, when he signed up had to do with the idea he 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 projected on that which obviously like um things like elements like um unity and variety balance asymmetrical balance you know like if even if it's like like say like asymmetrical balance when we try to balance the artwork of how the art, art himself the artist himself wanted to add to the art like if you change the color that like it say you change the color you take out one of the discs it's adding like unbalance to the art because maybe like like the black and white that he had it added to his um one of the factors that made the art him and even though he did sold the he did sold the um, the property and he did sold the copyrights and everything then i just think maybe like they should they should have kept the black and white but he do- doesn't have any um any sign any saying on it but also to keep his idea alive because it also adds historical value of exactly how he had it the color he had it and maybe what was his idea with it yeah so to end this off uh we just wanted to summarize our thoughts and that it in the end it ultimately um depended on the legal and contradictional agreements in this place and um basically if the buyer had the authority to like modify the artwork and Allegheny County acquired the mobile legally then they had the right to alter it even if it might have contradicted Calder's wishes in the end. Okay, so to to end it, um, thank you for joining us so much today. Um, Andana, Luisa Coupler, and Kaylin Mora. I appreciated um, this concluding Exploring Art podcast to subscribe to Exploring Art podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud, or whatever um, you get your podcast. Thank you for listening. Please join us soon, and remember to stay curious. Thank you. Thank you.